0: Hello and welcome to the Briando Babes Podcast. If you're a loyal listener, thank you for sticking around and believing in me. And I just, I I truly appreciate it. If you're new here, this is your first time listening. I really hope you find a lot of value in this episode and that you like it so much. You go listen to other episodes because I am having so much fun doing these episodes so i hope you find a lot of value in my short 26 episodes that i have um this episode is a very very good conversation with coral sickle and i she was on another episode she's a licensed mental health counselor and I even just texted her now i was like i'm done listening i'm so obsessed this episode was so good and i told her that I'm listening to it like wow those two girls are so cool I wish I knew them but it's literally me and her um, I do want to give a small trigger warning there is a part in the episode uh, where we do have an exchange a dialogue about uh, suicide so if that is something that is sensitive sensitive to you just please be mindful that we do have a quick little conversation um, on that so with that said, please share this with anybody who you think might like it as much as I did and enjoy. Thank you. All right, so we're doing it. Yeah, I'm back in the office of our resident therapist before she leaves us and starts her own podcast. Oh my God. No,
1: I will always be here.
0: <laughs> okay, let's get all her creative genius for now um in this episode i really want you to help us get our phds in trauma so just give us like a one hour crash course because i remember when we first started talking about this which by the way i haven't even introduced you i'm just like (laughs) let's get into it so a couple episodes back we had coral seco (laughs) (laughs) she's waving at the camera i'm gonna be putting up some of this uh video footage on the gram so you could see how cute she is and her office so we had coral seco come in she's a licensed mental health counselor counselor and she just talked to us about inner child healing that's like where the conversation went a lot of it um being strong to set your own boundaries especially with your family members yes and I was like, wait, 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 wait. You need to come back because we need to keep talking. Yeah. And then when I first reached out to her, um, she just gave me like a little spiel about what you do, what you focus on. And then the one thing that really stuck out to me really big was you talked about little T and big T. And so that's what I want like today's focus to be. On. Today's focus. Just move a little. Oh, yeah. Let's move this, I guess, over here. Oh, oh that's perfect. All right. Yeah, even better. <laughs> So right. I guess just another super quick introduction if um people didn't hear the last episode, which they're yeah. missing out. <laughs> so go back and listen to it. Awesome. So my name is Coral Seco. I'm a licensed mental
1: health counselor. I'm based in South Miami. Um, I work with trauma primarily. I am a level two EMDR uh, therapist, meaning I I go a little bit more in depth outside of the traditional EMDR. I actually have the machine here and maybe at the end I can show you guys like a little bit of oh, cool. what that looks like. Um and I specialize in working with eating disorders, uh people struggling with them, um life transitions and anybody that's just really needing support around healing and maybe being stuck because I feel like that's a big theme. Um, that I see a lot of my practice is I don't know how to how to surpass this. This is never gonna get better. And oh my
0: god! I don't my uh, a few episodes ago my uh, podcast was for when you're feeling stuck. Yes, yes. Because I 100%. had that feeling about eight nine years ago, mm-hmm. and I did get out of it on my own, which I don't recommend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not on my own. I read a lot of books, yeah, yeah. listen to a lot of podcasts, but um, it is possible to get yeah. out of it.
1: It's a choice, and and I think recovery everything is a choice right like we can choose to see things one way we can choose to see things another way and we can choose to be curious which is something you'll hear me say a lot in in my work my videos being curious to like where is this coming from Mm -hmm. and instead of going immediately Mm. to like the shame of it right like no no no, i don't want to talk about it like it just it hurts like no, no, no. That, that is the thing, though. We have to go into the hurt. Like, my, my office mate, who I adore, and brilliant psychologist, Dr. her drone says, I'm going to sit in the yuck with you. Okay. And, I, and I'm like, I'm stealing that because that's amazing. Because yeah. it's true. Like, vulnerability and, and having to process shame are, mm-hmm. like, two of people's biggest nightmares, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm. when we're, you know, when we live a life of trauma because we are traumatized and, like, even going as far as saying like we have all universally been no matter how you think trauma is for you or how you define it um going through the pandemic really shifted a lot of us yeah um i feel is that
0: considered mm, uh what is it called not like global uh Trauma, like, like kind of like a global, like, like community. Yeah, like, like a what do you... like a community
1: trauma or a global. Yeah, like because we, it's kind of like us. It's like we'll never forget where we were. We'll never forget what happened. But if you ask us now, post COVID, a lot of us don't remember even those two years. Yeah, it's kind of like oh, because we, we were surviving. Yeah, and that is trauma. The it's an accumulation of big T's. That's a big T. You know, a lot of us one day like. Uh, may he rest in peace um the our hoa president where we used to live this man was a retired nurse and like he would wear a mask just to even go get his mail wow and one day to the next got covid and died
0: oh my god and we were like wow traumatized and i
1: was like nine months pregnant with tommy eight months pregnant when it happened and it was like super sad because he was so excited to meet tommy
0: and it was like really
1: sad but you know i think survival is an accumulation of little T's and big Ts. Yeah, it is. And we're just surviving and it's not until we go to a place of which I'm so grateful for podcasts like yours, Betty, that where we get these to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Because it's not until we start thinking and being curious again. Yeah. That it's like, oh, I did go through that.
0: Yeah. That, I like yeah. how you're saying that about being curious because the more that I read, I've done a lot of reading self help books and mm-hmm. all that. Um I've Little things have helped me realize, and I get these epiphanies of like, oh, this is why I act this way. Yeah. And the other day, I had a really big one with mm-hmm. my sister. Okay, when I was younger, um, I have a sister that's 10 years older than me, yeah. she's like my life, and I used to always want to be calling her and whatever. And mm-hmm. when I was seven, eight years old, she was in college, mm-hmm. and my mom used to always be like, no la puede llamar. Está estudiando. Yeah. and then she went to med school, and I'd be like, I want to talk to Nanny, and she'd be like, You can, she's studying. So my mom always, and, like, it became a joke with me and my sister. And she's like, you can call me whenever you want. And, like, still till today, she'll be like, and it's funny because my sister works overnight on Tuesdays. So on Wednesday, I don't text my sister because I know, like, she's resting. resting, So, like, on Thursdays, I'll be like, Nanny, this happened yesterday and I didn't tell you. And she's like, Betty, you can text me whenever you want. But that's transferred to my professional life because I have this really big thing where, like, I want to send somebody an email or I want to market something or whatever, and I'll be like, I can't now because on Friday Cinco de Mayo and everybody's thinking about that, and I do this thing where I I like hesitate. I've been wanting to email somebody, a former boss of mine, to share with them about my books and whatever, and I was like, I can't right now because I like looked him up and he's like going through something in the news, whatever, and I was like, I can't email him right now. There's protests going on in his city. And then it clicked. I was like, it's because my mom used to always tell me, like, don't buy. So, like, me being curious, I can totally see what happens Mm -hmm. because those little t's start coming up when you really start thinking of, like, but why are you behaving that way? Mm -hmm.
1: And I I think, I mean, that's a beautiful example because we don't realize that. Our little actions. And it's like, where does that come from? Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. And I'm like, who told you that? Yeah. Who told you that? Who told you that you were a bother?" Who told you that you if you did this you were going to be an inconvenience? And that's why I think that the really beautiful thing about our generational cohort—I was about to ask that—and and Gen and I believe Gen X is who's before us. Like I think every cohort, and I think now as a parent, um, I could see everyone tried their best. Yeah, and I know that in the last episode I shared a little bit about my family history, and I know as weird as what I'm about to sound says. I know my mom tried her best. Yeah. But.
0: In her. In capacity. her way.
1: And capacity. Right. And so that's something that you'll see me like I have a bunch of ands in the office like. Um, oh, you do. Yeah. And it still doesn't negate that her best didn't meet my basic needs. Yeah. Didn't did not did not traumatize me, you know, frankly, you know, and that's where you see I know you asked about transgenerational trauma. It's it goes down into Mm -hmm. down, down, down until finally one day you're kind of like, oh, my God, why are we doing this? Why doesn't my kid want to talk to me anymore? And it's like, oh, well, you know, I know for us, like I was thinking about this and reflecting with like kind of like the topic I was like, we were raised in the 2000s where we had p diddy telling us no bitch assness yeah and and like don't get me wrong for me that was really that was like yes no bitch assness and like (laughs) he says he said that and like i gotta and it's true like i and and i do credit a lot of that like in my head like i Oh my god you know i'm sure that when you get facebook memories and you're like oh god i can't believe i posted that yes that's public. Get that. no i delete a lot of it i'm like i don't want to cringe this guy but um that's public i think i know and um thank god i always say it thank god my space tom thank you mm-hmm. i always give tom mm-hmm. a shout out mm-hmm. but um we were raised to just hustle yeah. and not have a choice but then tell me where people are you know with that now mm-hmm. you know like are you passive-aggressive are you, uh, you know, I'm the I'm HBIC. I'm the head bitch in charge. Why do you want to be a bitch? <laughs> like. Who are you trying to fight? Who are you trying to fight? Why are you always fighting?
0: Yeah. That's fight or fight mode. We That's had all to. have known.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's all we've known. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. And do you think something that scares me a lot in parenting and my husband who's, like, the calmest person in the world, he's always, like, you need to stop, is whenever I'm, like, reprimanding my daughter or I'm doing something or whatever, I'm always, like, how is this going to traumatize her in the future? And I think that that's, like, a millennial parent thing. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, like, the TikToks and the whatever of, like, watching my kids and, real- and like, I think that's fight or flight, too, mm-hmm. where we're, like, I'm always trying to do everything to, like, not like yesterday, I accidentally this is gonna sound so funny. I accidentally slammed my kid against the wall. She um no, it wasn't like that. My daughter, my baby, is into biting. Yo, and so she I was putting the big one to sleep, and the little one comes up behind me and bites me, but she was like holding on to me, and I like turned around, yes. and the way that I whiplashed, she oh, like so then I was like, She cried whatever. I picked her up, she got over it, whatever. For an hour, I was like, babe. Babe, she's going to think I slammed her against... Babe, do they? And he was like, Betty, stop it! And I just get stuck in like, yeah. how is this going to affect her in, yeah. for the rest of her life? Like, what's going to happen now? And he was like, Tata, and he's calling her over. He's like, "Tu quieres a or a papi?" And she ran to me and hugged me. And he's like, "You see, she's fine. No trauma." <laughs> and I'm like, "But I know in the future one day she's gonna see a wall and scream."
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I think that you are right. I think that we 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 talk more about mental health now, and we talk more about how traumatizing things were. But I always get down to intention mm-hmm. and explaining. Oh, okay. And and I we gotta give Al a shout out. My husband. Um, I'll never forget. I have a nephew named Jack who is I love this kid. I love him and my my nephew CJ. I t- I will probably reference them in almost every podcast because they are very much in my life. And Jack was maybe about around Tommy's age. He was around two. So he was kinda of, like finding his words, but like still like blah, 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 blah. And I'll never I don't remember exactly what Jack did, but i not that he reprimanded him, but he gave like was like Bobby like was trying to explain to him. And I was like, babe, why are you? He's a baby, and he's like, you don't know what he understands.
0: Yeah, and I was like, you're oh. so. He's so right. I know. And I was like, all right, babe. And a that has
1: stuck with me, and we Infant apply mental that. health
0: is huge. Mm-hmm. And we. what was it that mm-hmm. did you say it on the podcast or did you? Say, I think you sent it to me in a voice note about the scissor when Tommy was running with the scissor. That has stuck with me. I'm still traumatized. Yeah, then, that has stuck with me. So
1: the scissor story, oh my God, because uh, clearly there is an, another trauma, which is a, t- a terrible twos or a thing. It, it very much exists. The things <laughs> are right. And, and they are they are not exaggerated. It, it, it is true. Like I ruined Tommy's day the other day and it, you would have thought that I did something to him because he was putting his bread, his toast in the book. I was going, Malice! and i was like no crumbs no like i just didn't want bugs in the house and he I was like a bread in my book and he was like ah, on the floor and i was like oh my god like I, I i'm i'm sorry but i'm not like no wait i'm not sorry like <laughs> you that in the book and like i almost feel like i'm negotiating but i think um back to back to the, the thing with the scissors so i was i was doing something for for uh, his birthday and I didn't realize that I left a pair of scissors, like, on this thing. And all of a sudden, I see him grab it. And I'm like, no, no. And I I, I don't yell at my son. Like, I really don't. Um, and I'm very mindful of that because if I, you know, I just, I don't want. I want to scream to be because it's actually an emergency. And yeah. I want to model that for him. Because, you know, we have to model behavior. <laughs> and yes. um, I'll never forget that I screamed at him. And I had never screamed at him before. So he was, like, shocked. And he started crying. And I just held him and i was like papi i love you let me explain to you why mommy screamed mommy was very scared mommy just did not want you to get hurt scissors like there's certain type of scissors that you need to use and you'll use that one where it's the time and mommy will tell you and then you'll give it back to me or the adult that you're with but i explained it to him and then he kind of like just calmed down he gave me a kiss and was like lion and just kept going around <laughs> his
0: business so he's I love that. (laughs) I love that. So that goes back to, to what Al was telling you. And it's like, that's a two year old. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people would think like, you don't have to explain it to a two year old, Mm -hmm. but ayo Sabin. ayo Sabin. And that's those memories and these subconscious beliefs that we don't know that we have and whatever they're forming already. And they're little T's. They're little T's. So give us a breakdown. Okay. How do we know what's a little T? What's a big T? And can a little T for somebody be a big T for somebody else? Sure. So um,
1: I think we can start with also like defining trauma because mm-hmm. trauma, you know, it's very individualized. And I think mm-hmm. that it'd be an injustice for me to be like, this is the definition of it. But trauma essentially is something that's distressing to you and your experience, which is the human experience. So it could be something that shocked you, something that scared you and that you felt not safe. Um... And that to me is like the basis of defining trauma—something that that could cause an injury. You know that could that again scared you, which an accumulation of trauma does cause brain injury, and that's what a lot of people don't realize that like. Wh- and you these know, are
0: things that have been seen in MRIs and everything.
1: And and a lot of studies have shown. So the main thing of trauma before I get into the big T's, little T's, are we have these two parts of our brain: the hypothalamus and our amygdala. The amygdala is where our fight or flight lives. So when we are in a constant state of fight or flight, this is a primitive thing, right? So it was made so that when we were cave people, we were like walking around like Fred and Wilma. And if we saw a dinosaur, we would run away because the amygdala was like, run, danger. So now we've adapted, right? Modern day, we're no longer, you know, doing that. (laughs) And trauma and danger can be very different. So what we see is actually with the amygdala firing it starts going to your hypothalamus and it's like it, i i say it with emdr kind of does a tango and they okay. like they're like oh yeah we're friends we like each other they're not, that they're, they're not supposed to like each other all the time they're supposed to only be liking each other when a perceived danger is going on but when we're in a chronic state of dain- like of of feeling distressed of feeling you know abused, Having a, a parent that doesn't necessarily even have to be emotion like ver- physically abusive, they could be emotionally abusive. These things, core beliefs. What do we think? What like those are all little T's. So uh, like,
0: wait, b- before you keep going, our amygdala is our fight or flight. Hypothalamus is where we process a lot of our emotion
1: and kind of where our, like part of our memory restores there. So it goes to reference there. So like let's say. For example, I'm going to use the example of your sister. No, no la llame, no le dejé mensaje, but look at how it trickled down outside of your sister, even in trying to market or, like, yeah. talk to somebody. Like, and I feel like I'm bothering like people. I'm a bother. So that's a core belief. I'm a bother. Mm-hmm. And
0: it didn't even have to necessarily stem from that. But it Yeah, nobody been... ever said you are bothering your sister. They mm-hmm. were just telling me, like, Mm-hmm. she's in med school mm-hmm. you're eight why are you calling her
1: yeah 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 and I think that it could also be little things like being in a class and having a teacher that maybe doesn't like you or whatever like all these things all add up and when we have those situations kind of occur and they become our core belief then that's where we tend to struggle a bit
0: yeah Okay, cool. Sorry, I'm getting cold. Thank you. No, no, <laughs> this is your office. Wait, let me pull up the the Bad Bunny blanket. <laughs> I'm not even cold anymore, but you know, now that we're getting comfortable. Okay, so... um, Big T's, little T's? Yeah, so now we know trauma is anything that makes us feel in danger, mm-hmm. not safe. Yeah. Um, our amygdala is firing mm-hmm. in a little or big way.
1: Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, is that we also see changes in not only the hypothalamus and the amygdala we also see changes in the prefrontal cortex which is where Mm -hmm. our personality and executive function lives and also in our nervous system Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like when you know what there's a there's a book and i know i talk about this a lot and it's a little controversial it's called the body keeps a score yeah but it's a great book because i
0: tried reading it and like very
1: science like you have to
0: no no i i love that part but like three pages in i almost had a panic attack I was like, I can't do this right now. And then I had nightmares. Yep. So I had to like put it down. And then I actually looked up like books like The yeah. Body Keeps a Score. So now I'm reading The Mountain Is You. Yes. So that's the one I'm in now. Yeah. So I'm like trying to like And and you know what the cool thing about that, and maybe we can get to it later in the in, in when we were talking about it,
1: you maybe weren't ready for that book.
0: Yeah, no, I wasn't. Change. I wasn't. I like stuffed it back in my bookshelf. I'm like, tu te quedas. Ahí un ratico. <laughs> Anything, you gave me nightmares, bro.
1: Because because it's a very tough book, like, and it, it's very mm-hmm. like wordy. It's very sciencey. But I like and, that part. And, I love all that. And and then it's like very like oh shit yeah yeah. It, it's again like having to sit with it. Yeah. So I read
0: three pages and I asked my mom. I was like, "What traumas did my grandma have?" <laughs> my mom's like. What? Yep. But she, my mom actually read the book too. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, she's a big psychology nerd. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: awesome. Yeah,
0: she has her master's in psychology. She has something. <laughs> yeah, she's a big psychology person. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: that's a, the, there is another really good book, My Grandmother's Hands. That's a yes, really good one. Yes, yes, that's on my list too. That one's great. I haven't mean, I can always give you uh, a thing. So, big T's, little T's. Big T's can be, you know, when you think about it, they can be, it could be, what's a big T to me may not be to you. And again, that all also has to do with trauma. Yeah. <laughs> how much trauma have we experienced? Because after a while, we really do become numb. And, and resilient. And the resilience piece of that is is one thing. And then it's also about being curious to, if we are, how can I say this? Like, if we're in this constant state of like kind of apathy, numbness, um, not wanting to like maybe go there or process, um, that is a way that trauma does pop up. And then the resilience piece can like, you know, that again, like could be, you know, could could come intertwined because you've had to overcome that because you've had to go and be in survival mode.
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: your amygdala is firing so it's in just i'm surviving so i just got to do this and i know it's Mm -hmm. the goal and you know there's different other value systems and, and stuff that come into play like hope faith and stuff like that that could you know help you maybe surpass that trauma um and that looks very different for everybody But, um, to answer the question, I think, you know, a lot, what could be a big T to me may not be to you and vice versa. And what may be a little T to me may not be to you. And again, that all stems from what is our core belief and where do our traumas stem from?
0: Okay. And do you, have you worked with A scores? Yes. Okay. So can you go over that just a little bit? Because when I learned about A scores, my brain like... and I was like, "Oh, that's why one of my friends is sobbing over this thing que no importa," mm-hmm. and it's like, "No, le importa a ella." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, for me, that was like really, you know. But like, I get it because I have a higher A score than yeah. her. So for her, you know, it's this num- was and, yeah. And so, so
1: A scores are adverse childhood experiences, mm-hmm. and. I think that, you know, I, I if I'm not mistaken, I think that it was created in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to be upgraded because yeah. it has a lot of things like, you know, sociocultural like mm-hmm. things. Like, I, I think that it varies. Like, what could be an A score here in Miami where you have a city of immigrants is not going to be the same as like Timbuktu, Tempo- I don't know, not Timbuktu,
0: Tempo- like... Yeah, somewhere can- in the Midwest Somewhere in the something. Midwest, you know, yeah, like, like it's like going to be very different. rural, yeah. Correct.
1: So, I think that that's something that's like to keep in mind. But A scores inform us a lot of and, and are actually like even an indicator or a marker for like if you have an A score, I think it's over six you could your lifespan may even be shorter by 20 mm-hmm. years.
0: Like, and I've heard too like something that was really interesting to me is a scores, children with high A scores like at an early age have more of a chance and show more behaviors of ADHD. I know I'm like, me. Yeah, me and one of my really good friends when we did our A scores, we're such overachievers. We're like, "Our right, mine is so high. Oh my god, mine too." I know. But that's not, not a, a good, good thing. thing. Yeah. And then
1: there's um there's the PCE, which is the positive childhood experiences.
0: Okay. That's so funny. Mine's and negative. No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. I'm sure no, I have a couple it, points.
1: I don't I, I haven't done mine in a while. My A scores is my I think my A score is like an eight. Like it was bad. I was like
0: That's bad. a B. Eighty like, percent. I'm like,
1: oh my god. But um it, it's 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 just okay when we gather that. And the cool thing about that is that A scores are something that's free. You can look that up. I I know that Harvard School of of the Harvard School, oh, man, I forgot the name. Is it
0: HGSE?
1: Is it the School of Education? Maybe they have the A scores, and yeah, you can you can, you can literally Google
0: A scores. It says like you get a point for like it was your parent an alcoholic? Mm-hmm. Was your parent on drugs? Were you physically abused? Sexually abused? Like all of those. Abused, yeah. There's like it's out of ten, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So then that impacts. So then. In that sense and I know we can't put this into a graph mm-hmm. I'm sciency and nerdy in that way yeah, too yeah, so yeah. I like to have things yeah, yeah, like but do you think like the higher your a score the are you gonna have like more little tea's more bigger T's it like would likely be so like a big T
1: could be like the pandemic it could be 9 11 it could be a school shooting it could be an accident it could be the death of a parent um at a young age and during your formative years right and then a small t could be your friend not being your friend anymore you being bullied you which which breakup with the first breakup which to me like the bullying thing can also i think that could be a big t. like i would argue See, that. And, like
0: yeah. this is this is where it's really important this is where i really want to talk about that and like the resiliency piece because let's say you have a child with a high a score who's coming from a home where they're constantly being bullied by their parents mm-hmm maybe a peer bullying them Mm -hmm. is not going to be as bad as somebody who comes from a very loving home. Mm -hmm. So imagine, Oh my God, where's your knock on wood? (laughs) Not Tommy, because I'm not even going to put this out there. A kid like Tommy from a home like Tommy's who goes to school. And now there's a kid screaming at him because he dropped his pencil. That's going to impact him more than a child who comes to school and somebody's bullying him for not tying his shoes correctly. But at home, they get screamed at for not making their bed correctly and then they're like, Oh, this is what life is. Everybody just and I yells and I, at everybody.
1: And I would <laughs> even go as far as saying that like when you have someone and we could use Tommy as an example. Um mm-hmm. um Tommy that is gonna God willing, always come from a supportive and loving home. You know, that like anything my son wants to do, he's gonna do. He he wants to go to become an expert pimple popper, I will send him to the best pimple popping camp, school, whatever he wants to do. I don't care. Right? <laughs> um so that's but how I am. A 100% like, oh, you like that? Let's do it because I didn't get that, right? So I think that to answer your question, when you have someone that's uplifting, and I think, and I'll, I'll even add this, and I know as Latinas, I'm sure, I don't know if you went through this, I know in my house I did, like whatever happened at home, I was not allowed to talk about anywhere. So, like, mm-hmm. this that I'm doing now is a faux pas, but... A faux pas. I'm like, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't care because, you know, if... You
0: hago lo que me da la gana.
1: Legit, legit. And also, like, if you are not ashamed of your behavior, then it's not something... It, then if you're proud of your behavior, then you should be okay
0: with me talking about it. That's funny. I have one... I don't know if it's a little yeah. tear, or uh, a medium tear, of one time that... Oh my god, my dad's never going to listen to this because he doesn't speak English. But one time my dad gave me cereal and milk. I love cereal con leche is my favorite thing. And it was cold outside so he microwaved it. How fucking weird is that? So when he gave it to me, I didn't want to eat it and then he's yelling at me because I didn't eat the microwaves. Mm-hmm. And it was like honeycombs. Like can you imagine oh like microwaving like lucky charms? Mm-hmm. So then he's like making me eat it and I don't want to eat it and I'm crying and whatever. And then on the way to school, he's like, don't you dare tell your teachers. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, but what would happen if I told my teachers that you microwaved cereal? Exactly. Are you going to jail?
1: Exactly. And it's just one of those things that you're like, why? But (laughs) people, you know, my hope with Tommy is that he knows that you do unto others as you want done to yourself. And I'm going to also teach my kid that if someone says something like that, like tries to bully him, be like, oh, no, 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 no you're not talking to me like that yeah because he's gonna know what respect is yeah so i have found and i can just self-disclose and talk about my like for me like in my example i was i was bullied by my mom and i then therefore was not the nicest person and even bullied some people okay you know and it's not something i'm proud of and it's like horrible and 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 i was able to apologize to some of them that's amazing um I was told the fuck off by a few of them, by by two of them, which I completely get, and I deserved it. Um, but at least I got this to be say, very
0: strong to even say that. Yeah,
1: it was hard. I was like, I, I, and it was just like, I am so sorry, and I mean not like I meant it, you know. But I, I didn't know better. Yeah, because I was be I was being told this in my house. So if I'm not being told to respect myself, and and that it's okay for me to be treated in a bad way, then I'm gonna replicate. It's a golden that. rule. So, my hope, you know, with Tommy, like, I'll never forget. And my niece is probably going to crack up that I'm even sharing the story. So, my niece is, I love her. Um, she was, she encountered some, like, weird dynamic with some girl in her school. And the girl was trying to essentially bully her, which my niece is like, una bestia. Like, she, I'm like, why would you try her? Like, don't. <laughs> um, and I'll never forget that I go to her, ask her who her hurt. And why do you think you can talk to me like that? I love that. And she did. And then the girl cried and ran away from my niece. (laughs) And then... How
0: old were they?
1: I want to say she might have been like 13 or 14 when this happened.
0: I'm going to definitely tell my daughter that. So, okay, so when somebody bullies your kid, teach them to say, who hurt you? Who hurt you? You know what my friend told me the other day, and I really liked it? She has a stepson, and he was being bullied about his... I think it was his teeth or something. And she's like, the next time somebody tells you something, just say, so... And just ask them like, so what? And I was like, oh my god, I love that because
1: it's true. Like,
0: because now you're putting it on them. And if you're like,
1: this is my other thing too for especially with people that. Oh that, my
0: god, I love that. Who hurt you?
1: That who hurt you? And it's not only that, but it's like if clearly something's off <laughs> with you because why do you, my teeth bother you?
0: <laughs> Did clearly. I bite you? No. Did I bite
1: you? Like I didn't put that. Like okay, like. Yeah, but, I love that. Like, Make it weird, because it is
0: weird. Why are they making fun of his teeth? He's a, like. I love that. I'm going to tell Leila, my daughter is very, like, she's a rule follower. The other day, I was drinking wine, and she's like, what is that? And I was like, oh, no, I was drinking um, a Kona beer. And I was drinking one of, like, the fruity ones with, like, pineapple yeah. and whatever. And she's like, what are you drinking? And I was like, a beer. Do you want to try it? And she was like, no! I'm not 21! And she's very like that about rules. Yeah. So if I told her, if somebody bullies you, and she does have a girl that i am not a fan of Mm. and i'm gonna tell her that and she will do it because if mommy says like
1: it's the the law it's the law (laughs) law. so if
0: i tell her like the next time she says so and so just ask her who hurt you yeah and layla will do it
1: who hurt you why do you feel the need to talk to me this way like where is this coming from Mm -hmm. i don't talk to you like this i don't i don't do this to you like why do you feel inclined to do it to me I oh, because I feel like it. Go do it to somebody else. Yeah, and you know, I I, I talk a lot about Dr. Bernie Brown, and she says like, and I'm sure I don't I don't think this is actually her quote, but I, she has quoted this before. But she talks about like. Speak even if your voice shakes.
0: Oh yes, and that's what you have to say. That ooh, that's my like 2023 goal. Mm -hmm. And I drink a lot of water for my throat chakra because I was reading about like when you say things that are hard for you or whatever, drink Mm -hmm. water after to like help your throat chakra. Oh yeah, and also yourself down. Yeah, yeah, so before I'm gonna like send like a text or whatever that I'm scared of. I'm like (laughs)
1: yes, and just like you deserve to send that text. Like Mm -hmm. no, you're you're no longer in that trauma. Yeah, you're no longer unsafe. Like you are very much in your own, and mm-hmm. you're very much like in doing you.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's
1: kind of like when you. I don't know where did you go to high school? Coral Park. Okay. Oh my god, so my best friend. Um, oh, awesome. So I know in high school, like, and I, we all were like all up in each other's achievement and all oh, that yeah. stuff, and like, I I see now like people just like so like ay pero acomplejado.
0: and I'm like who gives. Do they pay my bills? Yeah. I am so, one of the things that I am grateful for about myself is I don't care. Like, I don't, oh my God, I didn't tell you the crazy thing that happened to me before I got here. What? I'll tell you. Remember that I texted okay, you that yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I have to tell oh you. Oh my god! I'll say it now on the pod so everybody could hear it okay i dropped off my daughter at school and i parked like in the corner okay and then i like walk her to like i walk her a little bit but then she saw her friend so she ran off and like whatever so i go back in my car i sit in my car and i noticed that on the door of my car there was a huge mess like like basura so i sent a picture to my husband i was like what the hell babe and then um i start going through the trash and i'm like when did Josue go here and there? And I'm like looking through everything. I saw a Publix bag. So I grabbed the Publix bag and I started putting all the trash. I was so shocked. I didn't even turn on my car. A lady opens the door and she's like, you're in my car. I was a white Chevy Traverse parked next to my white Chevy Traverse. And I got into the wrong <laughs> white Chevy Traverse. And I just like, I was so in shock that I didn't even like notice that I wasn't in my car. And I, like, look at her with his face, and I, like, (gasps) my eyes got this big, and I was, like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm, like, putting on, I'm taking everything out of the trash bag and putting it back how she had it. (laughs) And I'm, like, yes, I'll show you the text now from my husband. And then I was, like, and then I showed her the picture. I was, like, look, I even texted my husband because I was in so much shock that I didn't know what this was. And she's like, and I'm like, that's my car. And she's like, it's okay. It's, yeah, and she was yeah. very like, it's okay. So then I'm texting my best friend. I sent her like 30 voice notes. I was like, look what just happened to Dude, me. Dude, it's
1: not that's mom life too. Because we're just yeah. on the grind and we're like, da-da-da, we, yeah. go, we, go, we gotta go,
0: we gotta do this. So I was telling her, I was like, yeah. I'm so embarrassed. And then like five minutes later, I was like, I don't care anymore. I'm not embarrassed. It's actually funny. It happened. But going, the whole yeah. reason I said this is because I do have that attitude of like, mm. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, I am and very. And what freedom does that give you? A lot. Like, what I do care and what I do have a lot of problem with is confrontation. Okay. And I feel like for me, it's harder to... It's easier for me to not care about strangers and strangers on the internet. And, like, I don't care about what I look like or whatever. But when it comes to a loved one, yeah. that's when it's hard for me. And, like, what is she going to think? What is he going to think? When it's loved... It's getting easier for me yeah. to do even things like this podcast where, like, yeah. family members might not believe in it or whatever. But it's easier for me because I'm, like they don't I don't owe them nothing they don't owe me anything so it's easy for me to not care about strangers but when it comes to those around me I'm like I don't want to tell them anything and and so what I would invite you to think
1: of is what are you afraid of
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what are you afraid of them thinking Mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna go back to peeling the metaphorical onion because the middle part is what makes us cry because it's the juicy part where does it come from Yeah, who taught you this? Mm -hmm. Where did this and and I think that that's where. And I think
0: I know exactly where. Yeah, it's
1: about like and you'll realize that it'll be like little, like little fragmented memories, and you're like, oh shit, and then as they're all coming back, you're like, oh, because you're no longer in survival mode either. Yeah, you're in a in a loving, comfortable, yeah, you know, safe relationship, and because you knew you deserved that.
0: Oh yeah, I definitely think I'll say it a little bit, but I definitely think. It comes from my dad. Mm -hmm. And the way you feel about your mom, like, I don't have a good relationship with my dad. My parents are still together, so he's very much in my life. But um, when I was little and I would get in trouble or whatever, his way of reprimanding was giving me, like, I'm not kidding you, like, a two-hour speech. So I would just have to sit there Mm -hmm. and listen to him. And one time he was even, like... You know, you're very lucky. And this is where I think that whole thing of they're trying their best comes from. Because one time my dad told me, and I have such a core memory of this. One time my dad told me that I was lucky that he talks to me and gives me these lectures. Because in his time in Argentina, they would have put honey on his ass and sat him on an ant pile. And I remember thinking like, but just do that. That's easier and quicker. And we're done with it. So that's where he's... Thinking, so he's like, from, he's coming he's from, doing better, he's doing better because he's not sticking my ass in an amp pile. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, but let's just go. Like, there's <laughs> a park downstairs.
1: I want to have to, like, deal with it and hear you for two hours lecturing. Yes, yeah,
0: so yeah. I think that, too, comes from one of my, like, I don't feel like talking to people because I don't want to talk for two hours. So I think that's yeah, yeah. part of it. Um. Okay, one question that I had for you that I wanted you to tell our audience. We're going to pick your brain. Okay. Um besides therapy what are things that we can do to help ourselves with little t's and big t's and maybe identifying them maybe working through them yeah so
1: i think that that's that's a good question because i when you first asked me that because i I asked betty i was like betty like let's let's try to like like organize this and whatever Uh um and i was like you know like but therapy but therapy but i was like hold on how the fuck did i get here <laughs> because I couldn't afford a therapist. Yeah. Six years ago,
0: mm-hmm. I couldn't afford a therapist. Mm-hmm.
1: So, my journey, and I reflected, and again, this is where I share like being introspective is imperative, mm-hmm. and being curious and also giving ourselves grace.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because shame binds us to trauma. And I would go as far as venturing as like, the Hispanic pena that mm-hmm. we all have. Oh, you're thinking sin pena uh, policy. That's why I have a sin pena policy. Like, nope, we have no pena. Like, we are not, there is, we are not going to let shame continue to bind us mm-hmm. because pena is what binds a lot of Latino culture. And it's pero... pena
0: in your home, it's pena in your community, mm-hmm. it's pena with the family, it's, it's pena with yourself, it's pena with everything. Uh-huh. So it's like, you don't want to shame the family. You don't want to shame the neighbors. Mm-hmm. You don't, you can't shame anybody. So how are we supposed to feel okay mm-hmm. feeling ashamed?
1: And I think, you know, just to even go back to like what you said, like I, I, I don't want to like send a message and or maybe do this or even with the podcast, like using your voice. Like this is scary. This is you being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that you and I were like talking the other day and I was like, we need to do a podcast episode on the Miami accent because that's a real thing. Like <laughs> yes. it's a real thing. I didn't even realize I had an accent until my cousin told me from New York. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. But it, it was, and again, like it's just también because you know, there are many o- other things, but I, I feel like staying small with the pena and the shame that binds us because it would be too much.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and we shouldn't be too much because we should say that. L- no, no, no. Like, we fucking fought to get here. Like, yeah. we all are fighting, right? And
0: I think and that... And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. too, like, as immigrant children, it's like, isn't this what you wanted for me? Yeah. Isn't this why you came here? Because so your kids can have this? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that what you wanted? Mm-hmm. And, like, and, and that shows growth. And I think that... For that que tenga
1: campo. Exactly. <laughs> and so, for me, when I was thinking back, I was like, well, how did I start this? I started with... First off, I I, I want to say that around that time, that was what, like 2016, um, 20, 2015, 2016, I, it was a very dark time of my life. And I was like, I'm done. I don't care about what happens to me. It is what it is. And one day, you know, my mom was being my mom and she was just screaming at me and I didn't have the wherewithal that I now know that I can actually turn down the volume and not have to hear her scream at me. Um, I mean, I haven't talked to her anymore, so clearly I don't get screamed at. But (laughs) I was, I actually took two red lights. On purpose. And my niece called me through FaceTime and my godson. And they saved my life. Because I knew that I had to have a purpose. Because I couldn't let my nephew and my niece... Down. down you know yeah. and i couldn't let them you know know that. you couldn't
0: let yourself down yeah but at that moment it was yeah. them and
1: so after that i was like i need to do something so i went to barnes and nobles
0: have you ever told your mom this about the red lights oh yeah
1: she didn't care she thought i was being dramatic she was like yeah mm-hmm. like, okay um so i'll never forget that i was at barnes and nobles and i had Did you get honked
0: at what, what do you mean? Did you get honked out when you took the red lights? No, oh.
1: I just like took them. I, 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 I was like blind, like I was just like, yeah. I just took them. And then when Sara called me my niece, I was like, and they were like, Titi, come over. And I just was like, yes, I had to like immediately mask. I had to mask and I had to be like, yes, of course. And in that I was like, what the fuck did you just do oral? Like you, you could have killed somebody, you could have killed yourself. Like, and it was a moment, that was my rock bottom. And I think it's about acknowledging when is a rock bottom, Mm -hmm. right? And after that, I I was like, I can't afford therapy. And I felt stuck. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do I do this? So I go to Barnes and Nobles after I, I, I visited them. And I had a former friend who was like, I love Gabby Bernstein. You should listen to Gabby Bernstein and you should read her books. And when I tell you that now, I'm like, have you heard about my Lord and Savior, Gabby Rose, Bernstein? (laughs) I love her. I will always credit that woman. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, she saved my life. Mm -hmm. And I learned about the art of letting go, of expecting expectations, also about making sure that I was in a position where I lifted myself to Mm -hmm, be a better mm -hmm, person.
0: mm -hmm.
1: And... Did you
0: have any... Did you already have like your bachelor's and everything? By I had then? my master's degree. Yeah,
1: I was already a therapist. Okay, but that's a thing, and that's a whole other podcast episode about you know, um, um like mental health reform and stuff like that. I'm very uh-huh. passionate about that. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't making shit. yeah, I was broke as fuck. I, when I say that I was living paycheck to con cuidado, paycheck, yeah, con cuidado, like yeah, and it was like, a, oh my god, before one, yeah. yeah, um, that's how I was living. And um, I bought these books. And a, a, a book that she kept referencing in her in her book was A Return to Love. And it talks about, like, the state. And, that's a, you know, it's very spiritual. So it, it was the first time in my life in many years I had actually been spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned how to let go. And I applied the skills that I was actually teaching all these people to do. And I was like, I got to do this to myself. Like, I am literally the source. So I started watching a lot of YouTube. Mm -hmm. That was, like, a therapist Mm -hmm. and just talking and really learning. I started journaling a shit ton. The book, A Return to Love, was such a powerful book. It's based off of A Course in Miracles. And when I say, like, when earlier that I was like, oh, you weren't ready for that book, I was not ready for A Return to Love. Because I realized in that book, relationally with, like, men I had been with, um, and clearly this is, this, this is BA before Al, um, <laughs> clearly. but, um, and, and that's a whole other, like, you know, the, the men I thought I loved, but it was like, it's just this like cycle of like mm-hmm, stagnicity. Mm-hmm. Like I was just stagnant all the time. And I was like, I need to break fucking free from this. Mm-hmm. And as I was reading a return to love, I want to say it was like chapter four, I had to stop it. Because mm-hmm. I felt so ashamed. Mm-hmm. And I was essentially read to filth by Marianne William- Williamson. And I was like, but I sat with it.
0: And do I was myself the
1: that I need to go back to that book. So I gave myself a month. And that book is like this. It's tiny. I have it somewhere there. Um, it it's right there. It's not that big. Um, And oh, it, I see it. it's like this thick. On top of my favorite book, uh-huh. And so, And so I'm like, I need to do this. And I just started journaling and I started really thinking of what do I want my life to look like and what action plan do I have to take? What measures do I have to do? And that was the foundation of that. I then got licensed. I then was like, they, my, the job that I was at that I had committed myself to eight years to, like, re- disgustingly disrespected me with the pay raise that they offered me. Oh, yeah. And um, that's a whole story. Um, And I was like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. And I ended up, thankfully, I'm, I'm very grateful to my mentor, I who I love and adore, Dr. Amy Boyers. And she had been like, Coral, Coral, you need to go to private practice, you need to do this. So I opened my private practice, and I was part time. And I did it little by little, and I got a job at an IOP, and now I'm here. But it was continuous work once i was able to afford it i did go to therapy because i feel that you need an objective person to help you with that and yeah. like to just kind of be curious but what i will say is vetting your sources so like for me like i have coral explains it all on tiktok i talk a lot about hey do this and I also need to say because legally i have to make sure i cover my ass um before my any of the attorneys that i love and know they're getting <laughs> Um, this is not an excuse or a substitution for therapy, um, <laughs> that in front of camera. but, um, but, but it, it's vetting your sources. And also like, I think that's the beautiful thing about, again, like millennials and TikTok mm-hmm. and our community of like having podcasts like this and episodes like mm-hmm. this, where it's like, we're being vulnerable right now. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're talking about the things that could make us or break us. And it's, it's a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the most beautiful things that happen, like I loved your disco ball post. I, I, I like even said it to one of my clients the other day and I was like, look at Patty, look what she posted. And it's like, it's true. Like all these broken pieces of glass make this beautiful, this beautiful orbit, you know? Yeah. And like, you're here like, wow, everything's so pretty. And, <laughs> and it is that because we are, if you think about it, all of us are broken. Mm-hmm. No one's perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: when you think someone's perfect, they're not. Yeah. You know, so I think that starting with vetting your sources, having communication. And if you're lucky enough to say that, and I have to make sure I acknowledge that, because having community and people that you trust and feel safe with, keyword safe with, is a privilege. Huge. Not everybody has that. Huge. And I I think that that's something that when you have that sort of community and when you have that sort of following and or like people that want to lift you. You're curious to that, and that's where I think in lies a big issue with us as Latinas and Latinos, and and just people in general. Of, I but we've known them forever, and we oh want to be yeah. in our life, and whatever, oh, and yeah. and we don't realize how much people anchor us down because they can't meet us where we're at. Oh yeah, and our growth makes them uncomfortable.
0: Oh yeah, that's a huge lesson I had last year. Mm-hmm. Like that's huge. So for sure, therapy uh-huh. when we can afford it, and bet yes. your sources. I'm gonna say something about that after. So books, books, absolutely books. Journaling, J- podcasts, and YouTube. So basically, the um the general theme is sit in it, get in yeah. it, dive into oh. it. So I'm actually whatever your um whatever your favorite medium is, do it.
1: And I'm, and I'm expanding, um, my practice in a few months and I'm really excited and clearly I'll, I'll have you in the know of it. Um, once everything's like official and stuff, but one of the things that I am working on is actually a book club. So it's, here, here's a book club. Like, I'm not being paid for it, but it's a resource. Like, here is me as a therapist. These are takeaways, these are journal prompts I would give you mm-hmm, if you were mm-hmm. my client. Again, not a substitution for therapy. And I'm not your therapist, so I'm not treating you, so you cannot say Coral's my therapist. Um <laughs> no, that, oh, yeah, I have to make sure I cover myself. But but it it's like, hey, like if I was, if I was, if you were my client and then doing a live or like a Q&A of like Love talking about it and stuff like that, because I think that when we can offer things like that the more it's just a better world that we live in, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's such a scary existence that we live in right Mm -hmm. now. So we need that kindness and we need that, like, it's okay. Yeah. And to sit with that, you know, and I can definitely attest to like, even myself, like I shared with you, I had an instance a few weeks ago where I realized someone who I thought was a friend was really an anchor.
0: Oh yeah. And it was these like
1: all the time. And I think to me, my biggest indicator of, This being an issue was the fact that I did not say anything to Al, who is my Oh yes,
0: you did say this.
1: And I will say this to you. Al is the meme when you say, I can't tell my mom, I, I can't be your friend anymore. My mom knows that's Al. Yeah, I can't. I can't be your friend anymore. Al knows. Like, I will right. No, so I'm not trying to. know. <laughs> I love my husband very much, and I'm so grateful because he's protective of me. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell him. I didn't tell he say. Who I told everything to, and I didn't tell Cynthia, who's my best friend since we were fucking seven. Like the fact that I didn't say anything to those three people that are my cores
0: is an indicator. Was
1: indicative of me trying to protect someone, and in reflection. I realized I was trying to protect them because I saw me in them, mm-hmm. old me, mm-hmm. and I wanted to help lift them, but they weren't there yet. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, you know, and and that they'll get there. You know, hopefully, you know, and and it's it's introspection,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and it's hard because after a while you're kind of like that's that's it's a bad feeling to have to sit with. It's a yucky feeling.
0: You yeah. Know? Okay. I have one last question for you. This one's a silly one. Do people close to you, do they come to you like, Carl, my boyfriend broke up with me. Like, Because every time, my sister's a gynecologist, so anytime <laughs> I have anything that's slightly anything, I'm like, Nanny. Oh so my God. Yeah, I'm right. i sure you get that. Oh my God.
1: Thank God your sister was not my OBGYN. I would... Well, Again, Jana, I love you. Thank you. You're a G. Jana is my friend from elementary school who's actually my OBGYN's nurse. And I would send her pictures like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> and I was like, I am so sorry. And then I remember... Um, Dr. That's Vin- me with my sister. Dr. Venditto, who actually delivered my kid, was like, you know what it is? I'm eating dinner and I get random pictures and I'm like, ah, it's this. It's fine. Yeah, but like, exactly. I think you just become like whatever. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do get that a lot. And sometimes I'm like, you may not like what I'm going to say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's why therapists cannot give therapy to their friends yes but i would advise you or be curious to and then i'll say xyz 123 abcdfg e, and then they're like oh fuck i do need therapy i'm like mm? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and um i think i think therapy is great i think therapy is something that we all need and i mean clearly i'm biased but yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean dude seriously like the life i live now Versus what I lived, even even in the beginning of the pro and, and I and I also want to echo because I heard you say that being like eight nine years ago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my my journey started twenty sixteen, so I'm like seven years in mm-hmm. seven about around the same mm-hmm. seven eight years in, and it it's a long journey. It is. That's the other thing I need to make sure I say like it's not just like I'm cute. I'm better. It's
0: fine. Like no, it's not. It's yucky. Like and when you think it is fine, then you see something else. You think of something else, and you're like, oh wait. And it's okay, like, mm-hmm. if anybody is just starting their journey and they're listening to this right now, mm-hmm. like, it's okay. Like, yeah. don't be scared. Cause I think we get scared too, like, um, like you think like, oh my God, Coral and Betty have been at it for seven years. Like, first of all, the seven years are gonna fly. Second of all, it's part of it. We mm-hmm. have to do something every single little day to tackle mm-hmm. the pena. Yeah. The pena, so. Wait, one more, one more, one, mm-hmm. one, one more, thing. Yes. Um. You said about the ands around here, and I saw the meme you posted yesterday. That's something yes. I learned too about the but and and. Can you just give a quick, a okay. super mini lesson about the but and oh, and? 100 percent,
1: hundred percent. And I'm gonna use Al as an example, and he's gonna be like, babe, really, you really do. I this.
0: love Al. I he's know. like the mascot. Al, for- <laughs> Al is Al is um
1: he's 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 my 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 grounding stone. I love, I love him. Guy. I love that guy. He he's 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 I love him. He's great. Um, sometimes when we're arguing, he'll be like, yeah, but, and I'm like. Mm. And you lost your argument. (laughs) You said but. You said but. Because it's kind of like when you're apologizing. I am sorry. Oh, let me see. Betty, I'm really sorry, but, like, I I don't know. Let me see. I'm trying to think of, like, an example. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I'm sorry, but. I'm sorry
0: I was late, but I had to get my coffee. But I had to go get my
1: coffee. Uh Or, like, I'm sorry, but, like, you know, you're late all the time, too. Like, I, Uh I often hear you doing this, too. And it's, like, when you're saying but, you're not taking accountability. So you've literally nullified your argument. Mm-hmm. So you can make space for both things. Like, hey, I'm sorry that I'm running late. I, I was at Starbucks and I, I just, I didn't have a good night's sleep. Tommy was coffee all night. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about, like, you know, I think people have a lot of ego issues of like mm-hmm. having to explain themselves, which, you know, I'm not going to say that you have to explain yourself all the time, but it's okay to sometimes explain yourself when when it's appropriate, you know? And especially yeah. like, with time and stuff like that. Yeah. But without, like, he'll be saying something and he'll be like, but, and I'm like, mm-mm wrong wrong no like i won and it, it also has to do with tone the way you say it mm-hmm. like you can nullify an argument quickly with that like with the butt i'll never forget there was one day that al said something to me but the way he said it i was like you want to know what the thing is about that you were right about what you said but it was the way you said it
0: yeah and he was like my friend laughs at me one of my friends was like and it was like half like sarcastic too But I didn't let my daughter say, but when she was little, when she'd go like, but, and I'm like, oh, and I wouldn't let her say, but. And then it became a joke of like, oh, Layla's not allowed to say, but. And it's like, no, you don't understand when I say something like, um, you forgot your pencils, but they were up. No, you forgot your pencils for school, period. Take accountability. Take accountability. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was. Like, you're allowed to say, but we've said it probably a thousand times in this episode, but it's when you're saying it and you're not. It's when people use it to not take accountability, you know? And it's even in situations like the relationship with your mom, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, My mom hurt me, but I understand that it came from a good place. My mom hurt me, and I understand that she was trying her best. It's an and. It's not a but. Mm -hmm. Because she hurt you, but now that's taking away Mm -hmm. the fact that she hurt you.
1: And, And we can make space also for her upbringing. Yeah, or like the person's upbringing, and yeah, because it's true. Like again, we're off law. Like no one's perfect, Mm -mm. you know. But it's also except for Bad
0: Bunny. Oh my god, I love him. Um, He's perfect, but he dated Kendall Jenner. (laughs) You, You
1: know, you know, I had a feeling you were gonna bring this up today. I'm like a basic Kardashian i i kind of i stand
0: no i don't
1: listen i saw the, the way American i feel about Alex.
0: disney is the way i feel about the kardashians and i'm like I po dio this is
1: great because this is there's a yin and yang yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. i'm
1: here like i love disney i already planned i i'm going this weekend and then I'm, i already planned my other my next
0: trip you're so funny i'm so
1: excited i made my poor i may made poor out wait in line for four hours in the
0: queue i love him <laughs> he, did it. Yeah, he did it he's a dream. All right, I got to go to my yes. next job. <laughs> oh, my God, it's 1030. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Oh no, no, it's okay. Thank you again. Of course. Thank you for having me. I can't me. wait to be back tomorrow probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got to figure out what our next topic is.
0: Yes, yes. Your office is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. And I
1: hope that the listeners that, that hear today, you know, make room for, number one, like, the vulnerability that it takes to even mm-hmm. speak. On these topics, and like to be open, um, because I think that a lot of uh, more often than not, people don't want to go there. Yeah. At, or are quick to be like, oh, that that's just she's just a, she's just, she, she she just can't handle it. She can't hang. Mm-hmm. She can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like whatever. And it's like no, like be curious to what judgments come up for you. And I know that also like. I, my hope is also that if people ever, you know, and especially if, as we continue our relationship and, and continue doing, doing episodes here, I really hope that people can even give us topics that they want us to talk about. Because yeah. Because that's what this is all about. Like, yeah. that, this is a free resource. This is yeah. exactly what we were talking about. Like, let's use this. Let's, like, because it, listen, therapy is expensive and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's an investment and I can sit here and give you the sales pitch on it. I also know what it's like not to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I love opportunities like this where I can mm. help people. That is like, such
0: a first-gen kid thing. Yeah. To yeah. want to help. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It, it is that because I get it. I've been there, you know? Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for You're literally, me. and thank you for my crown, crown chakra oil. oil. I, I love sure it. <laughs> I love it so much. I, oh my, I can't believe we talked for an hour and it feels like I've been here for five minutes and I'm still so like, but wait, I didn't ask her about this other thing. But thank you. You of are course. absolutely amazing. Um, In case you didn't listen to the last episode, where can we find you?
1: We can find, you can find me on Coral Explains It All on TikTok and eccentric therapy, eccentric therapy on Instagram.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Besito, besito. Till the Bye. next one. Bye. Bye.